Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And you know, Grow Like a Pro is a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner, but also how to grow as a person and hear from people from all walks of life who have found success doing what they love. And this week, we are so excited to welcome Joe Zanka, the co-founder of On Demand Storage and the host of the Get It Done podcast. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's I know you and Ron recently had a nice little show together because you have obviously the host of the Get It Done podcast, and Ron and uh, Ron was a guest recently, wasn't he? He was a guest. Ron was an awesome guest. We had a great conversation on my uh, on my show. Um, learned a lot from him just in that quick half hour that we talked. Um, the Basement Doctor. You know, it was uh, it was great to have him on and. Uh, hear about his stories and, and all the different cool things that you guys are doing over there um, in Ohio. And yeah, I'm just I'm happy to be back, uh, you know, talking, talking more with, with your team. So Ron, is he actually a good guy? Do we make a good choice bringing him on the show? Yeah. You know, um, I love the name of his uh, podcast. You know, I get asked here and there to be on different things. And uh, I just love that. You know, I think that, and we talked about it on the podcast, it's hard to get things done. And I think it's a, cool name he did and uh it was really uh pleasure to be on there with joe and i'm glad he could join us today yes i know we're really really happy about it and it's uh it's interesting because you know joe we'll we'll get to your you know on-demand storage in a little bit but since we're kind of talking about the podcast it's a little similar to grow like a pro but for people who aren't unfamiliar with it what is what is the get it done podcast yeah, so the Get It Done podcast, you know, I started about six months ago, and the whole purpose, you know, for me personally was to just put up more content, meet more business owners, um, network, you know, with um, people who have started businesses, people who have achieved a certain amount of success in their life, um, and you know, it's been it's been really a lot of fun, and I've talked to people, <clears throat> I would say upwards of the you know the ninety to ninety five episodes I've done, uh, probably you know it's been 60, 60 to 70 different types of industries. So anything from real estate to people who are moving companies to digital marketing services, um, all walks of life. And the Get It Done podcast, essentially, you know, I appreciate you um, complimenting the name, Ron. Um, it's about, you know, people who have taken steps in their life to achieve their dreams uh, and, and become business owners or CEOs or presidents and really just do what, do what it takes to get it done. I mean, because that a lot of the time, if you want to take a step in that direction, you want to, um, you know, change your life for the better or, or achieve a goal. A lot of it is just taking the necessary steps to try and, and work towards getting that done and committing to getting it done. And so we learn and talk with people who, um, who are, you know, have gotten things done or actively are, you know, working at it every single day and talk to them about, um, you know, their journeys and, and their attitudes, their perspectives. And so, uh, I've personally learned a lot doing the podcast. I've met a lot of really cool people. And, um, you know, I've even gotten every time I do one, I get introduced to someone else, which is which is another great thing, too. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, I, I think it's it's really cool because, you know, we were talking a little bit about the show before the show about your podcast. And it's not like you're an expert in podcasting or audio. It's something that you kind of just started, right? It's something that I just dove headfirst into. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Um, it's been something that I've wanted to do forever. And, you know, I, um, I think that honestly, COVID had a big reason to do with how I was able to get it started because my perception of a podcast was always, you know, I need studio space. I need all these fancy tools. I need someone who's going to be able to edit it because I don't have any experience doing that. Um, and so, you know, I always thought there was these 
boundaries to, to doing it. And then what I realized was once we, you know, COVID kind of happened, everything moved towards zoom and these online recordings. And essentially, you know, it just became as easy as hitting record. And, you know, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. So I, I recognized that, you know, I started recording meetings just to remember what we were talking about. And then, you know, I realized that, Hey, I could just have people on the show, have a conversation with them, record it. And that's essentially what a podcast is. And so I started doing it with um, some business owners I know in my own network. And then it kind of spiderwebbed and turned into, you know, you should have this person on, you should have this person on, Hey, do you know this person? Could I have them on me asking around? And then um, honestly, you know, I started reaching out and that's how I met Ron to, to just business owners around the country in certain industries and um, you know, just doing some email marketing, some LinkedIn marketing. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day um, I use zoom. I have about a $90 microphone. I have about $50 uh, light because my podcast is typically video as well. And um, you know, I might pay maybe 20 bucks a month to have, you know, this service that I can then take the audio file and plug it onto uh, iTunes or Spotify but at the end of the day, it's been super easy to actually get it going. And that's something that, um, you know, I didn't realize. And, and once I realized, yeah, hey, I already have all the tools. From there, it was just utilizing my network and, um, and, and, and honestly, just getting it done and, and getting in front of people and, and getting guests on the show. And um, so that's one thing I did want to, I appreciate you bringing up, Adam, because, you know, a lot of people want to start a podcast and might not, you know, might think there's these big barriers. It's really just... Um, thinking about who you want your audience to be thinking about who you want your guests to be and, uh, and then just going after it and talking to them. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've, I've done podcasts for a very long time. I also have, you know, a gaming one and have done some other things about you know, different industries and all that kind of stuff. And that, that's the question I hear so much is, you know, how do you start a podcast? Cause I feel like a lot of people are under the impression you need like hundreds, uh, like a $500 microphone or this fancy mixer, or this great big studio, but it's amazing what you can do with like, you know, some little tricks or things like you, I mean, you mentioned yourself, you didn't spend all that much money. And, you know, I, I watched your podcast and I think it's, it looks great. It sounds great. And it's, it's something that you can do. I think the worst part about everything it's something new. It's, it's kind of scary because it's the unknown, but when you jump in, you're like, you know what? It's, it's actually not too terrible. It's not that bad. You know, I would say if I, I mean, I haven't budgeted it out, but if I would, uh, I've done about 95 episodes, I've talked to all these different amazing people. Um, you know, my viewership has, has, has shot up tremendously since I started. Um, and I would say in that period of time, I've probably spent $500 um, on, on doing that many things. Um, and so, yeah, you can do it for, you know, with, with very minimal resources, you can start something that, um, you know, can turn into something pretty cool. Um, you know, I like to use it for my own content to promote my own company, to promote myself, um, to meet new people. And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day too, it's a tremendous networking tool. And so, um, you meet all these, you know, great people that you could, either do business with, or, you know, Ron and I had a conversation about e-commerce and then he knows someone that does it. He has a company that does it. So then I get to meet that person, pick their brain on, you know, how I might be able to get into that industry. It's just, it's amazing from like having these little conversations, how far it can take you. And I've only been doing it for, like I said, about six months. Um, but that's kind of my take on it is that you don't need a lot to start and um, the benefits of, of diving in and doing it and, um, and just committing to it you know, it's already, I've already seen them, um, you know, full front. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. And it's, I think it's also amazing too, how 
willing people are to be a guest on a show. Like it's, it's so much different than, you know, just cold calling somebody and saying, Hey, do you want to hear about my business? Do you want to hear about this? That obviously, you know, it has hits and misses, but when you say, Hey, we want you to come on your show, talk about what you do, talk about your business, talk about everything. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to say it's a bad thing, but it's kind of like a Trojan horse type thing where it's like, obviously there's, there's, there's benefit to both parties, but it really is a good way to say, Hey, come talk about yourself while also expanding my network, learning stuff. And it's, it's just, it's a good way to meet new people. I think you kind of hit it right on the head. I couldn't agree more. We've had some great uh, guests and, and, um, you know, that started businesses from scratch and talked about how they grew a car, the gentleman that was in the car wash business and it's called Moo Moo Car Wash. And you wonder about where he got the name or whatever, but he's got them all over the state of Ohio now and he's opening under two other um, trademarks. And that, you know, again, that was, that was a great show. And, you know, Adam, uh, he's been involved, as he said, with his own in video gaming for a long, long... He's, a, he's actually a pretty famous guy, Joe, in that world. Really, Adam? I got to look into it. You know, I, um, I got to look into that. What a, what a crazy world to be in right now. It's oh, yeah, for incredibly sure. Yeah, incredibly popular. Yeah, I'm also, you know, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with the site IGN, but I'm a writer for IGN and do all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's been, it's like a nice little other life that it's kind of go into, especially with the pandemic. It's, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, the, the business is booming, as they say. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's great. Well, you know, thank you for sharing the, those tips with the podcast. I mean, I think it's fantastic and we'll talk a little bit more about it, but we do have to take a quick break before we dive into the other side of Joe Zenko, which is on-demand storage. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum, and our special guest, Joe Zanka, the co-founder of On Demand Storage and the host of the Get It Done podcast. And if you're just tuning in and missed our first segment or missed any of our shows, we want to remind everyone that while Grow Like a Pro does go live every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 610 WTVN. It's also available on podcast services around the globe where you can catch the full episode of Joe on all of our other incredible guests and stay tuned for, you know, the more incredible guests we'll have in the future. But until then, we want to jump in back into Joe's story because in this first segment, we talked about the Get It Done podcast and how this was basically how Ron and Joe met. But there's a whole nother side to, to Joe and it's called On Demand Storage. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Where do I begin? Um, you know, on-demand storage. So on-demand storage started when I was in college, um, me and my two current partners at the venture, you know, we, we recognize an opportunity to um, provide students, you know, our classmates in college with, with storage solutions. So when they're moving off campus at the end of the year, you know, dorms are closing, they need somewhere to put their stuff, you know, not everybody can fly home with everything they brought to school. So we, um, created a little website, we launched our brand on campus. We used to be called Simple Storage. And, um, and we got a lot of people to sign up. It was kind of my first entrepreneurial journey. And it worked out great. So we did that my junior year, did it again senior year, got more people to sign up. And then, um, and then what we ended up doing was me and my two partners went and got jobs in the real world for a year. But we always kind of sat on the idea of on-demand storage. And so we, um, you know, taking that storage business that we built to the next level. And so we'd meet, you know, on a monthly basis and just like, come up with ideas. And then one day we bought the domain name on demand storage.com. 
And, uh, and as soon as we did that, we were like, Hey, you know, we don't really know what we're going to do with, with this yet, but that name, you know, is very brandable. Um, we could see it, you know, it's almost like a 1-800-GOT-JUNK type of deal where you can see it everywhere. Um, but we didn't know what we wanted to be. So we ended up quitting our job about a couple months later and going after it. And what on-demand storage as a company does is we provide, officially we provide full service storage solutions. So rather than, you know, go to a traditional self-storage model um, and rent space yourself, have to bring everything in and out of the unit yourself, potentially rent trucks, find friends to help you. Uh, we provide that full service, lux you know, kind of extra luxury service to it. So we come pick up the items from you. We take a full inventory of everything you put in storage. We bring them to our warehouses and um, categorize it. And then if you ever want anything back, we can deliver it back to your location or we can honestly ship it anywhere in the world. So we started this business uh, in the greater Boston area, ran it out of that for, um, with a full, with a, with a, a still a, a large emphasis on student storage, um, just like we were doing in college. Ran it out, ran that model in Boston um, for the first three and a half years. And then over the last year, what we've been doing is taking that brand that we've been able to build and capture market share in Boston and replicating it um, around the country. So now we're partnering with some of the, you know, the countries in certain cities, best and, and top moving companies um, and offering that service, you know, in cities all across America. Um, we're in nine different cities right now. And we'll hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, be in 25 to 30, but with just continual growth. Um, so that's kind of the story of on-demand storage. And that's what we're working on today is just, you know, trying to grow and become a national brand within the, the, um, the moving and storage world. You know, that's very interesting, uh, Joe. Um, because I've moved quite a bit uh, in the last couple of years, uh, all the way from Florida, from Ohio to Florida, from Florida to Ohio. I've uh, bought and sold about six or seven uh, houses and condos that I've moved in and out of. So had a lot of experience with, uh, with moving and uh, some houses not being ready yet. So I had to store, store things. Um, and uh, I wish... Uh, I had uh, known you then, I would have probably gotten some <laughs> tips because I'll tell you, not only was it expensive, but uh, there, there was a big learning curve on uh, how to do all that because of all the different moves. So I think you're in a great business. Well, we're just all about, you know, we, we looked at a, a service like self-storage. So when we were doing, you know, granted, self-storage is a great business model. Um, and if you're an owner of a self-storage facility, then, you know, all the power to you. I mean, I eventually hope to be one of those myself, but at the end of the day, you know, when you when you're looking at what 2021, 2020 looks like, I mean, um, there's so much on demand, you know, there's so much, um, you know, being able to have access to things at your fingertips um, and not have to, you know, basically do everything yourself. And so the self-storage model is great. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it's 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 pretty outdated when you compare it to other industries that um, you know are taking place here in 2021. So well, we looked at it and we said, well, you know, why don't we just make this much easier for people and um, just provide a pickup and delivery aspect to it. And, you know, it's taken a little while to figure out the, the, the true business model. Uh, but now, you know, we're able to not only provide the full service storage component, but what we've recognized is oftentimes people who want full storage full service storage are also moving. So we do, um, we do household and commercial moves as well. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been a, it's been a growing experience. It's been, um, 
you know, obviously just like growing any business, there's been some challenges, but at the end of the day, we think we're in a pretty good space and, um, and we get a lot of good feedback from some of our customers saying, you know, Hey, I'm so happy. I called you guys because just made everything so much easier than me having to do it all myself. And so, yeah, I mean, you, so you're in nine cities, but you know, after looking on your website, it seems like the college experience is still pretty much a really big focus for you guys. So is that, it's just, it seems like it's residence business, but students are, are also huge. Yes. Yes. We do um, still put an emphasis on the student storage business. Uh, you know, it's a great spot to be in from what we've seen because, you know, so many international students are traveling to America to go to school. Um, and so many, you know, nowadays going to school at some of these like destination schools, like university of Florida or Ohio state, where you guys are just, um, you know, the students, the student body that typically goes there isn't always from anywhere near where the college is. So at the end of the year, you know, there's very limited options of what they can do with their stuff. Um, that's where we kind of come into play as we say, you know, it's during finals week. It's the busiest time of year. They're trying to, you know, easily just move out of their dorm, get off campus. You know, how can we be of assistance? So we provide kind of door-to-door pickup storage and delivery service for students. Um, and we're doing that, you know, we're in nine cities full-time right now. I'm doing the, you know, full-blown on-demand storage experience, but we are providing student storage across, um, I would say upwards of 15 to 16 different states. Um, we just haven't launched the full-time brand there, but at the end of the day, um, you know, there are places in like New York City where we'll get, you know, a couple hundred students every year that want to use our service and we'll provide just the student storage experience um, with the hopes of eventually opening up a full-time shop there. Um, but yeah, student storage is a big part of our business still to this day, and it's going to continue to be. Yeah, and, and you have two other partners, you said. I do. Yes, they're. Um, maybe, yep. Yeah, maybe next segment. I'd like to talk about what it's like. I, I had a partner for twenty-five years, and but you know some of the things because uh, you know I, I mentioned the car wash business earlier, and uh, that gentleman. Uh, really felt his partner was uh, stunting his growth. And he, he talked a little about that, but love to hear what, uh, how you worked out things with having, you know, two additional partners. I think that might be interesting to people. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to talk about that next segment. I mean, I think it's a really important um, discussion. And for anybody out there that's looking to start a business or in one, um, a lot of benefits, but it's got to be, it's got to be done the right way as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I say then we can just take a quick break right now and then we'll come back and just dive into that story so we can make sure we get the full breadth of it. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Joe Zanka, the co-founder of On Demand Storage and the host of the Get It Done podcast. And we're excited about this segment because Ron kind of teed it up last time. But, you know, Joe, you've been in this business with two other partners, and I'd love to kind of, you know, go back a little bit to the beginning and see how how the roles of each of you have has evolved and how you've kind of gotten over some, you know, maybe challenges, because as Ron kind of alluded to, I know sometimes it's a, it's not the easiest thing to, to work together. So I think it's could be very valuable for our listeners to hear what it's been like for you guys at on-demand storage. 
Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so my two partners, Barrett O'Neill and Rob Caggiano, we, um, we all went to college together. We all played baseball at college together. So we're all from Massachusetts as well. So um, we grew up in similar homes. There, you know, we, we share a lot of similarities. We're um, you know, a lot alike in the same way, and we're all the same age. So when we graduated from school, um, you know, and we dove into this business together, um, none of us really had experience running a business. None of us had experience even in the moving and storage industry outside of the limited stuff that we did at Babson. So when we jumped in, um, a big part of like the learning curve was to, to figure out like who, you know, figure out each other's roles. I mean, um, that's a huge, that's a massive step. And so at the beginning, you know, we kind of found ourselves doing a lot of the same stuff all the time. So even like as little as, you know, going and looking at, um, you know, going in and in, in trying to shop for a truck or going even like buy a printer, like that would be like a two or three man, like objective. Whereas, you know, we, cause we didn't really know what else to do with our time. I, you know, we, we, you know, all three of us would either be focused on sales or all three of us would be focused on finance or, and so as we started to grow, we started to carve out and really realize like where a lot of our interests lie and where a lot of our strengths lie. And that's been a huge key to our success. And now, you know, I see it more than ever in the office um, is that we're able to focus a lot more of our time um, and use a lot more of our time doing what we consider the highest and best use of our time. But there is some struggles, um, you know, at, at the beginning for us, it was figuring out our roles and then getting on the same page as to the direction that you want the company to go. Um, you know, I, and I look around sometimes and I say, well, I think if I were to start another business, um, you know, I'd want to do it with someone who did have experience in that field already, because I think that would just save us a lot of time and, you know, allow for the roles to carve themselves out right off the jump. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that, you know, we were beneficial in the sense that, you know, we started out with no experience. So we had to learn um, where we could all add the most value. And now, you know, I focus a lot of my time on sales and business development. I have another partner who focuses a lot of his time on marketing and, um, you know, promoting the company. And then I have another partner who focuses a lot of his time on operations and finance. And um, because we've been able to, carry, you know, solidify the those roles, you know, granted we're a small company still, you know, from a body standpoint. So we still wear a lot of hats, but um, for me, the biggest challenge was figuring out what those hats are and then aligning them the right way so that we can uh, continue moving the ship forward. Have you gotten to the point where you've gotten say written job descriptions or specific, you know, specific titles or things like that? Uh, we do have titles. Um, the funny thing about our titles is that when we were forming our company, um, I think legally we had to pick titles. So we literally just drew straws. Like who wants to be CEO, who wants to be president? And I got, I actually was COO, I'm COO of the company. So I'm the operating officer, which doesn't make a lot of sense because like I said, I focus a lot of my time on sales, but I think that would be a great next step for us, Ron, is to like actually document what our, what our roles here at the company are. It's kind of like an unwritten thing right now where we know where we each belong, but as we continue to grow, I think that's going to be an important step for us to make is um, kind of put that on paper. And, and then because, you know, there's only, there are three of us, but there's only three of us, you know, we do still have to wear multiple hats. So, you know, my role might be sales and business development, but it also might, you know, have something to do with operations where my other partner might be focused a lot of his time on marketing, but, 
but you know, he might need to assist in finance. And so um, I think carving out like what the roles look like and then applying each of the, you know, a role to each of us officially um, is probably a, a, a near future next step for us. Yeah, you know, I, I find myself, I'm operationally irrelevant in all my businesses because if I start getting down in the weeds and start actually doing, you know, working as say the sales manager or in uh, accounting or logistics or anything, it takes away from my ability to, to kind of grow the, you know, look at growth and, and make sure that uh, we're, you know, acquiring wealth. You know, I'm in a little different situation. You know, one of my companies is 35 years old, but I have some seedling companies that are a year or two old. And, uh, you know, uh, the way I look at it is if, if we can grow, a, if I can grow a company to a million dollars in a year, it's worth keeping. Uh, but, you know, that's just my goals and the way I do things. But, um, you know, again, every having an org chart is a really what I find to be very important for all the companies. So everybody kind of knows what their roles are. They have their job description and it's about accountability. And that's really a quick way to quicker way to grow a company. And, uh, you know, you get organized pretty quickly that way. Yeah. I, um, well, look, Ron, when we first talked, you know, I was, um, I was thinking to myself on our podcast, on my podcast, you know, my goal is to be in, in, in your position at some point in time in my life where, cause I think, you know, a, a lot of my strengths have been, you know, what I've noticed is like just high level strategy, um, is somewhere where I like to, you know, spend a lot of my time. Um, now the way that we started the business and we're only four years old, you know, we were in everyday operations. We were actually the guys in the trucks a lot of the time. So it was one of those, you know, we had to grow out of that and replace ourselves in those roles. And now it's like, all right, we're doing more business development type roles, but eventually, you know, as I further get further into my career, um, I do want to, you know, if I start new businesses or, you know, even at some point when I'm in storage, spend a lot of my time thinking about strategy um, versus like you said, you know, being the one that maybe answers the phone or, um, you know, in my business is on the truck because uh, that it just limits your growth. And so, um, but from an org chart standpoint, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think um, if you look at it, uh, if you were to go be an employee at another business and, you had a actual job description. Um, let's say, for example, I was an analyst at a company and my job was to analyze, you know, property deals or something like that. If there was a problem in, let's say, accounting or there was a problem in marketing, um, I, I don't need to involve myself. You know, I mean, that's not in my job description. And so sometimes what I find with partnerships is if those job descriptions aren't laid out, then the three partners end up getting involved in something that might only take one or two of us to figure out. Um, and it could limit growth and it can limit, you know, so that I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it's a really valuable point. You know, speaking of, of kind of org charts, cause I am, I'm always curious about this because, you know, I'm, I'm also someone who has moved a lot and has had, you know, varying degrees of success with the, the people I've hired. What is, what is it like kind of, you know, hiring people to actually do the moving and what have you kind of experienced in that kind of regards? Well, that's a good question, Adam. I mean, we have moved into this other um, business model where we're partnering with well-established moving companies for the, the reason um, that, you know, 
we didn't want to continue to grow that way. Um, now, when, when it came down to hiring people to do the moving, like I said, at the very beginning of our business, we were kind of the ones doing a lot of the moving too. So we were learning on the ground. We were learning what it was like. We were able to, it's been a, I, I actually pretty thankful that we spent some time doing that because I've been able to now, when I talk to these other moving companies that we're partnering with, I can relate to them and I can tell them, you know, Hey, I know what it's like. I've been on the ground. I've been in the trucks. I know. Yeah. So that carries a lot of weight. Um, and then hiring people to do it, you know, it is a challenge because it's a uh, very labor intensive um, position, labor intensive job. It's typically, it's the busiest when it's the hottest out. So, um, you know, it, it isn't the most desirable place and there can be a lot of turnover and there can be, it, it could be a challenge to find people who, who want to spend um, their time in doing a position like that. So that's tough. And so operationally here in Boston, you know, we still run, um, we still have a great crew. We do, we do a good job, but we've kind of halted the, you know, the, the really full-blown growth in this particular operation um, and moved into the model of, Hey, we're going to, when we go to a new city, you know, I don't need to, rent warehouse space. I don't need to buy trucks. I don't need to find good workers. I don't need to get all these insurances. Um, I can just, you know, basically affiliate myself, our brand with one of the best moving companies that already has all those assets in that city and partner up and grow on demand storage brand while using someone else's assets. Um, so that's the model that we've pivoted to and the model that to this point, um, I like a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's very smart. Now, do you license the name to these folks? It's not quite a licensing. It's more of a um, affiliation. So they basically just, um, they purchase kind of the geographic rights to, um, to any business that comes through our name from that area. Um, that's kind of the model right now. I think that, you know, and again, we're only about under a year into, into this particular model. So, I think the end goal with this would be to either do some sort of licensure or um, turn it into more of a franchise model um, where people can um, maybe open up their own on-demand storage franchise. Um, that would be, I think, the dream uh, for me and my partners here, but we're still kind of in the development phase of that. Yeah, I've done both. I've done licensing and franchising, and we can talk at some time about what uh, the pros and cons the beach I'd, I'd love to talk to you about that joe so yeah i'm all about, uh, I'm all about that Ron. i uh yeah it's um give myself some time and knowledge um learning from someone like yourself well you know i learned that's the beauty of, of these podcasts is you know i learned all i learned a lot uh from a lot of guests that we've had uh over time and i think adam probably could tell you the same thing it's oh, been yeah. pretty interesting yeah. I mean, that's what I love about, you know, the way we kind of do it. I'm sure it's the same with you, Joe, is that, you know, we get, we, we're not just focused on one industry because it's like everyone find, has, has a, you know, the, the six, road to success is obviously different, but a lot of the tools and tips and things that happen are relatable no matter what you're trying to get to. So it's, it's very fascinating to hear from different people you wouldn't normally talk to otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I love, I love it. I mean, I talked to, you know, I've been doing, I've been averaging like five of these things, sometimes more close to 10 a week that I've been filming. And that's another thing that like, when I, to go back to our first segment, um, people want to be on a podcast, something that, you know, I didn't realize right when I launched mine yeah. that um, no one, everyone's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come on. And I don't say no, I haven't said no to anybody to this point in season one. So 
I've just had everybody on. Um, and I, I didn't realize how popular that would be, but um, I do now, which is, which is a good thing. And it can be a little bit of an overwhelming thing, but yeah. um, I'm glad I did because I've met a lot of really cool people in all these different walks of life that like, I find myself honestly, sometimes even just like zoning out, listening to them in the podcast and like thinking about how I can apply what they're talking to, to my other businesses, <laughs> the point where I have to like catch myself and be like, Oh wait, we're, we're still live. Yeah, right. Cause you know, they're, they're bringing up such good points or things that they're doing. And I'm like, man, we should be doing that. <laughs> That's fantastic. I have to like dive back in. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, especially talking to someone who does the same thing that we, you know, we share a lot of the same thoughts because it's true. It's just, it's such a great way. So it's, uh, you know, unfortunately we do have to take a quick break before we continue this conversation one more time. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Joe Zanka, the co-founder of On Demand Storage and the host of the Get It Done podcast. And unfortunately, my friends, we are once again at my least favorite segment because we must soon say goodbye to the wonderful and amazing Joe Zanka. But before we do that, we have a little bit more of his story to tell. So Joe, in this last segment, I kind of want to talk about you know, touch on how you have adapted to this pandemic. We also love so much that we're dealing with. And also once it's over, what does the future hold for you? So I would love to kind of hear a little bit of perspective on that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have a similar segment on my show, Get It Done, where I ask people for a positive spin on COVID. You know, obviously there's so much negative around it, right. uh, but there's there's some positive that has come from it. I think if you're, especially if you're an opportunistic person um, and not so much, even just from a money standpoint at all, I think, you know, there's definitely people that have made more money trying, you know, because of this, but there's also just um, opportunity to grow as a person and opportunity to grow, um, you know, just in, in, in many different ways. And so, like I, I said, on an earlier segment, um, I attribute my ability to do this podcast, my get it done podcast because of the pandemic, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to start that without that. Um, and so I'm very thankful for that, but yeah, I mean, at, for on-demand storage's purposes, you know, we, um, we were ready to go for the schools closing. So, um, essentially when March rolled around, you know, we were gearing up big time for a good school season. Um, we weren't operating in, we were operating in Boston. Like we literally didn't have a full-time operation, any other city. And so you, you think back to where we are now, it's pretty cool. But, um, at the end of the day, we were getting ready for a big time school season. We were, um, you know, had a, a marketing budget carved out. We, we had made a relationship with a good marketing company and try to, you know, get our name out there. And then all of a sudden I got a call from my contact over at Harvard and um, he was a student, you know, we hire a lot of student ambassadors for our, our student company, uh, student storage part of our business. And he said, Hey Joe, just to let you know, um, all the students are moving off campus and we have to be out by next week. And because of coronavirus. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then one by one, the dominoes started to fall. So Harvard was kind of like the leader and then everybody else followed them. And so all these students and all these schools were just closing. And so luckily we were pretty prepared for it. So we were able to do a lot more work um, than we anticipated earlier in the year than we anticipated. And, um, and then make a lot of, you know, good new relationships with some schools that we hadn't even done work with before. So we were very fortunate that, um, you know, we were able to be considered essential. We were able to perform our services on a number of different campuses, um, you know, make some extra money. 
and then take the money and, and kind of uh, double down on the idea that, you know, we want to grow into different cities. And so we hired, um, you know, full-time salesperson and had launched, you know, our campaign to try and partner up with moving companies in all these different cities. So the pandemic, while, you know, I don't like uh, plenty of aspects about everything that's going on, um, especially when it comes to, you know, just this, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty social person. So, you know, the limit, limited social things that you can do um, was pretty good to on-demand storage. And, and for me personally, you know, I, I looked at it and said, well, what is this going to give me time to do? Um, how is this going to give me time to, uh, how, can, how can I take advantage of this downtime where I might normally be socializing or at networking events or something to start something else or, or grow myself? And so that's kind of where the podcast came from too. So, um, you know, all in all, I think we were able to um, take an opportunistic view of what's going on and, and accomplish a few cool things despite, um, you know, the craziness that's going on in the world. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's so important because, you know, everything else is so horrible anyway. There's no need to like make it worse. You got to try to find a way to find some light in that darkness. I think it's, I think it's such a great thing that you're able to do that. And it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an inspiring kind of little story. Yeah. I'd love to ask you guys too. I mean, do you, you know, cause I ask my other guests on my show, but I mean, um, from your perspective, you know, have you guys kind of seen something similar? Have you been able to, um, cause like you said, you, we don't need to touch on all of that. I think the the news does a good enough job for us to do that. But, um, you know, have you guys been able to, you know, grow personally or anything at all, you know, learn anything positive through this? Well, I got to uh, experience my grandson, which I probably <laughs> would not, Adam's son, uh, if I hadn't come back from Florida. I was living in Florida. And uh, my wife, uh, I, I, my daughter was kind of in charge of like four companies at the time. And I could just, uh, you know, during COVID, that wasn't a good thing. We had to get ready for it. We had to be, make everybody safe. They were all essential companies. Not, none of my companies have been shut down for a minute. In fact, they're busier than ever. And um, it was so literally packed up uh, 300 pounds of clothing. My wife and my black lab hopped on a little jet and flew back to Ohio and, and haven't uh, looked back really. Uh, so uh, but we talk to each other all the time about, can you imagine if we were not here with our grandson? I mean, my wife couldn't, she couldn't even dream or, or couldn't even, it would be a nightmare really. Yeah, and they're inseparable. So, so that was probably the number one thing that we got out of COVID is experiencing our grandson. Yeah. I would say I, you know, I said the same exact thing. Cause you know, obviously we've been able to work from home and our guy, our little guy is almost two years old and the time that I've been able to spend with him, you know, amidst working and doing everything else has been something that, I mean, it's priceless. It's really just, I couldn't ask for anything more. So it's, it's a bright spot in what's, what's obviously been an awful year, but it's like you said, there's always something, something good to look out of something terrible. You know, I've heard that from a few people. Um, they're just so thankful for the ability to spend more time with their family and take a step back from like the craziness that, you know, the rat yeah. race of life and be well, like, right, what's really important, you know, and, and you guys both seem like you found um, a, a big answer to that question, which is being able to spend time with your family. I mean, it's, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the rat race and do all this stuff. And, you know, I don't have any kids of my own yet. Um, you know, maybe at some point in the next couple of years, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think I've got to spend a lot more time with uh, those who, you know, uh, I'm closest with, you know, my family and stuff like that, which, and so, yeah, it, it gave us that kind of 
perspective um, that hopefully when things start to pick back up, which they, they look like they're, they're making their way in that direction, um, we can still kind of carry that mentality like, hey, you know, I don't want to go back to being um, way too busy to watch, you know, my son or my grandson grow up. Um, yeah. You know, I, I still want to be able to operate and do well, but, um, you know, I want that to be a, a big part of my life. Uh, an interesting yeah. perspective that, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to get otherwise, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, you know, I wish you know, obviously wish we could keep this conversation going forever, but unfortunately we do have to end this lovely show, but I want to give you some time, Joe, to talk about how people can get in touch with you, how they can listen to your show, how they can use your services, pick your brain, whatever. Let, let's, let's, I want to give you the floor one more time. I appreciate that, Adam. So yeah, the get it done podcast. Um, I am, you know, always open to talking to business owners, uh, people who are maybe CEOs, presidents of companies who have run companies, um, want to share their experience with me, talk about their business, but also talk about, you know, what their, their perspective on different things, the future of business, um, you know, how technology is being utilized in their business, you know, all the, uh, a bunch of different cool topics that we can discuss. So if you are a, um, a business owner, um, you know, someone who's running a company or even looking to um, get started, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and then, you know, on-demand storage, like I mentioned to you guys, you know, I'm hoping to be in the Columbus area at some point this year, but we will be opening up in Cleveland. Um, so if you're in the Cleveland area and need some moving and storage services, especially storage space, um, we'll be there April 1st and, and onward. So that will be cool. So you can reach out to us um, if you see any of our ads or go to our website, ondemandstorage.com and, you know, basically feel free to just inquire about any of our services. And then, yeah, if you want to just get in touch with me for any other reason, I'm always open to talk. Um, so my direct email is joe at ondemandstorage.com. You can also find me at LinkedIn, shoot me a message, um, joe Zanka, Z-A-N-C-A. Um, and, you know, feel free to shoot me a direct message or anything like that. And I'd be happy to reply. And yeah, I mean, I, I really do appreciate you guys having me on the show. I think this has been um, a lot of fun. It's been cool catching up and, um, and, and sharing some of my experiences, hearing about some of yours. And I, I just look forward to um, continuing to have more guests on my show and continue to do more stuff like this to uh, network and, and, and meet a lot more uh, like-minded people to myself. That's what it's all about. Yeah, Joe. And like I said, right back at you. And thank you for taking the time to share your story and lessons and tips and everything. And hopefully it's the first of many conversations, my friends. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah, it. Much, much success. Yes, without a doubt. Thank you guys so much. You as well. You as well. This has Definitely. been great. And, you know, until next time, we really want to thank all our listeners for taking the time to listen in. And we want to remind everyone that Grow Like a Pro goes live every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's also available on podcast services around the globe. And until next time, until our next incredible guest, we just hope you guys have a great day and or night. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Oh,